Welcome to Lit Poetry, the podcast where we go on a journey of discovery, reading, analyzing, and discussing great poetry from around the world. Poetry is worth it because the reading and writing of poetry is a revolutionary act that has the potential to transform both the reader and our world. War. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. As Lit Poetry prepares for a new season, the civilians of the Ukraine are preparing to fight for their survival. I'm recording this podcast on the third day of the Russian invasion of their country. Of course, there is a deep absurdity in the fact that I can create this podcast for you, my audience, here in the peace and comfort of my studio in Australia. While half a world away, at this very same moment, people in the Ukraine are being killed and slaughtered at the hands of a madman. So in response to these events, I've had to make a slight programming change. The T.S. Eliot poem I had planned for the first episode of this season is now no more. Instead, the poem we are featuring first up is the famous anti-war poem, In Memoriam, by Hewitt Allen McIntosh. So let's take a listen to the poem. But before we do, I would just like to add that we at Lit Poetry would like to dedicate Season 3 of the podcast to the brave, besieged people of the Ukraine, lest we forget. In Memoriam, by Hewitt Allen McIntosh. So you were David's father, and he was your only son. And the new-cut pizza rotting, and the work is left undone because of an old man weeping, just an old man in pain, for David, his son David, that will not come again. Oh, the letters he wrote you, and I can see them still. Not a word of the fighting, but just the sheep on the hill. And how you should get the crops in, ere the year gets stormier. And the Bosch have got his body. And I was his officer. You were only David's father, but I had fifty sons when we went up in the evening under the arch of the guns, and we came back at twilight. Oh God, I heard them call to me for help and pity that could not help at all. Oh, never will I forget you, my men that trusted me, more my sons than your father's, for they could only see the little helpless babies and the young men in their pride. They could not see you dying and hold you while you died. Happy and young and gallant, they saw their firstborn go but not the strong limbs broken and the beautiful men brought low. The piteous writhing bodies, they screamed, Don't leave me, sir, for they were only your fathers, but I was your officer. Thank you.
Hewitt Allen McIntosh was a Scottish poet and a soldier who bravely fought at the Battle of Cambrai in 1917 and won himself a military cross. He was a notable war poet in the Great War and his work has been compared favourably to other great war poets like Rupert Brooks and Wilfred Owen. McIntosh was born on the 4th of March 1893 on the south coast of England in Brighton. However, his family roots were firmly Scottish and it is believed that he was named after the British Prime Minister of the time, William Ewart Gladstone. His grandfather on his mother's side, a preacher, was a good friend of the politician. Ewart went to school at Brighton College and was later accepted to study at St Paul's School in London before going up to Oxford to read the classics at the Christchurch College. Like many of his fellow students, Mackintosh wanted to join the army as soon as the First World War was declared, but he was initially rejected on the grounds of poor eyesight. It did not take him long to get that decision overturned though, and he was accepted into the Sea Fourth Highlanders towards the end of 1914. He was soon on active service, but returned to England following a wounding on the Somme in August of 1915. He had already begun to write about his experiences of war in a number of poems, and following a raid on enemy trenches in Arras in 1916, he wrote this piece, which you've heard, which would become one of his most famous poems. Mackintosh, who was a young lieutenant, experienced times on the battlefield where some of the men under his command got into terrible trouble in no man's land. Without hesitation, it is documented that Mackintosh was a brave man who would venture out to recover his men. He personally carried two of his comrades back to the trenches despite their life-threatening injuries. Both later died, but his bravery under fire won him the military cross for conspicuous gallantry, which was awarded on the 24th of June 1916. One of the men who died was called David Sutherland, and he, of course, is the name soldier in the poem. Mackintosh was only 23 at this time, yet some of his men called him father, while others used the affectionate nickname Tosh. Many of the soldiers under his command were actually men from New Zealand. Despite only having a short lifespan, Mackintosh wrote prolifically about the war and managed to produce at least two volumes of poetry. In Memoriam was published in the collection A Highland Regiment and Other Poems, which came out in 1917. A second volume of poems was published after his death in 1918 under the title War, The Liberator and Other Pieces. Lieutenant Hewitt Allen McIntosh, MC, lost his life at the Battle of Cambrai on the 21st of November 1917. Tragically, he was not actually involved in the fighting but was an observer of new tactics at the time including the use of heavy tanks. He was 24 years old. In Memoriam is one of Mackintosh's finest works in which the reader is given an intimate insight into the fear and agonising responsibility that an officer in the army would have felt for the men under his care. 
Having spent much intimate time together on the battlefield and in training, the bonds of care and brotherhood between these men would have been profound and deep. They would have known each other's dreams, hopes and aspirations. They would have recounted to each other the stories of their families back home. They would have shared their fears, their loneliness and their doubts. And they would have also known deeply each other's vital sense of humour. In short, the soldiers who died on the front lines in World War I should never be described as merely statistics in a global war. McIntosh shows us in his poem how each soldier is a universe of stories, personality, character and possibilities. And as I sit here recording this podcast, I can't help but think of all the men and the women in the Ukraine at this moment being thrust out of their daily routines and rhythms to fight a war they did not ask for. They too, like the men in McIntosh's poem, are each a universe of stories and personalities and character and possibilities. So in thinking about this poem, it is right for us to remember those fighting in armed conflicts all around the world today. McIntosh deeply humanises the horrific reality of going over the top in a war fought in the trenches. Each statistic had a face and a name, and behind each name and face was a mother and a father, a brother or a sister who were caught up in a whirlwind of pain and anguish at the loss of their loved one. In Memoriam was written as a tribute to Private D. Sutherland, killed in action in the German trenches on May 16, 1916, and to others who died. The night of May 16, 1916, Lieutenant Ewart Allen McIntosh's actions earned him the military cross. As he led his Seaforth Highlanders in a raid on German trenches near Arras, 16 of his men were wounded too seriously. McIntosh carried one of the wounded, Private David Sutherland, over 100 yards through German trenches, with German troops in close pursuit. 19-year-old David Sutherland, the David referred to in the poem, died of his wounds as he was hoisted out of the trench and had to be left at the enemy front line. His body was never recovered, and Sutherland has no known grave. He is just one of the nearly 35,000 men commemorated on the Arras Memorial, to the missing. Shortly after that night, McIntosh wrote and dedicated in memoriam to Private David Sutherland and other men under his command who died in the war. The poem opens with, So you were David's father, putting us right in the moment at which the officer sits down to write an official letter of condolence. Rather than an official letter, however, what Lieutenant Ewart McIntosh writes is a poem that tries to make meaning out of the senseless death of a young man he had desperately tried to save. 
As an officer, McIntosh would have had to read his men's letters home, censoring all correspondence to ensure that no operational information was shared that could fall into the enemy hands. No letter could be mailed without first having been reviewed by an officer, so McIntosh would have known about his men's homes and their families. He recalls David's reticence in sharing the hardships and dangers of battle with his family. Instead, Private Sutherland was worried about his father alone on the farm, attempting to care for both sheep and crops without his son by his side. The officer tries to focus on the dad's sorrow. Just an old man in pain, he writes. But his own grief overwhelms him and interrupts thoughts of Scottish crops and highland storms with the wrenching lines and the Bosch have got his body. And I was his officer. Like a father with 50 sons under his command, Macintosh vows, never will I forget you, my men that trusted me. Unlike their fathers, however, Macintosh's last view of the young men who were like sons to him wasn't as they prepared in their pride, he writes, leaving to join the war, happy and young and gallant. Instead, he witnessed and bore responsibility for the beautiful men brought low, the strong limbs broken. It was Macintosh who heard their screams, don't leave me, sir, he writes, and held their piteous writhing bodies as they died. This is a poem that Macintosh never intended to send to David Sutherland's father. The officer knew how much the young private had shielded his father from the horrors of war, and he would have seen it as his duty to save David's father from learning of his son's last minutes of agony. Who, then, is the audience for the poem? While the opening stanza begins by addressing David's father, the last two verses of the poem shift, this time directly addressing the dead men of the Seaforth Highlanders. In these stanzas, Macintosh voices his personal grief, and the poem's last line speaks directly to David Sutherland and the others who died. I was your officer, writes. It is a haunting conclusion, communicating Macintosh's love and grief tinged with his guilt at being powerless to save them. By the spring of 1916, powerlessness was the central emotion that was shared by nearly everyone whose lives were touched by the Great War. deeply saddens me to see the events unfolding in Ukraine, a country ravaged by violence and war. It is just so senseless and just so wrong. I never intended to start the third season of Lit Poetry with this particular poem, but sometimes certain poems just need to be rediscovered, read and meditated upon. And I suppose now is such a time. People must never lose focus on the true human cost of war and the real human lives forever lost to the world. I really hope you find this poem helps to focus your thoughts and feelings during this terrible time in our history.
But for now, it's time for me to say goodbye until next week, when we will be featuring the original poem I had planned by T.S. Eliot. I want to finish by giving a special shout out to everyone who has subscribed to the Lit Poetry YouTube channel or podcast. Your ongoing support gives us great encouragement in the work that we do. I hope you really got something out of the poem that we explored today. And I also hope that you tune in in the weeks to come. I'll see you later. In Memoriam by Ewart Allen Mackintosh So you were David's father and he was your only son and the new-cut peats are rotting and the work is left undone because of an old man weeping just an old man in pain for David, his son David that will not come again Oh, the letters he wrote you, and I can see them still. Not a word of the fighting, but just the sheep on the hill. And how you should get the crops in, ere the year gets stormier. And the Bosch have got his body. And I was his officer. You were only David's father, but I had fifty sons when we went up in the evening under the arch of the guns, and we came back at twilight. Oh God, I heard them call to me for help and pity that could not help at all. Oh, never will I forget you, my men that trusted me, more my sons than your father's, for they could only see the little helpless babies and the young men in their pride. They could not see you dying and hold you while you died. Happy and young and gallant, they saw their firstborn go but not the strong limbs broken and the beautiful men brought low. The piteous writhing bodies, they screamed, Don't leave me, sir, for they were only your fathers, but I was your officer. You've been listening to the Lit Poetry Podcast. Presented by James Laidler. For more podcasts, poetry videos, and other useful resources, visit our website at www.litpoetry.com. Thanks for listening.